Welcome to the Popish Plotcast. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. And I'm Mike. We are three lay Catholics who are attempting to share our love of the Catholic Church with others in the hopes that they might be able to develop their own love for being a member of the Catholic Church. We're just trying to live out our charism of friendship and fun and hope that you find this an encouragement in your walk with Jesus Christ in his holy church. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Popish Plot. I'm Nate. I'm Jessica. And I'm Mike. Today we're here as part of our uh, February series for... um, Black History Month. Black History Month. I don't know why that keeps escaping me. I, my brain keeps trying to find some other word that I'm looking for. I, I don't know, but I just want to say, if you want one for uh, Latino History Month, please like message us then because it starts on the 15th of a month. I always yeah, forget what it is. It, it's really tricky because it's not like a, a, a distinct calendar month. So it's... I think it's like 15th of September... Maybe August. It's somewhere in the fall. We'll We'd try, be happy to do it. We we'll just try need, to figure it out by then. We'd be happy to do it. We just need a little help keeping us on track. But as part of our Black History Month uh, series on the diversity of the saintly Catholic experience. Today we're talking about Venerable Augustus Tolton, the first black American priest. Well, the first officially known mm-hmm. black American priest. Apparently there were a couple who became priests beforehand, but they were passing because they were half Irish, so mm-hmm. they looked pretty, you know, pale skinned. And, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, in, down in down in Louisiana, that's an entire thing. But but Father Gus was known to be black, and it caused him no end of trouble. Yes. So he's the only one of our saints, the saints in our series, who was born an American. Woo-hoo! Last week we talked about Venerable Pierre Toussaint, born in Haiti. So, 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 so he's yeah. in the running for our contest then of first American-born male saint. If, he is. if you wa- if you paid attention to the diocese magazine last year, there was a whole thing on him mm-hmm. because he's I do fairly that. local. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't live in the Detroit metro area, but he lived in Chicago, which it's is close by, a couple hour drive. Exactly. Plus Midwest. So he was born a slave in 1854, and he, you know, after he was freed, he felt he was always reared a Catholic. He felt a calling to the priesthood. In um, fact. It's super weird because his owner's wife was his godmother. Hey! Which, it seems like at that point you really know that what you're doing is wrong. But, in fairness, you're caught up in a giant system and you're trying to do the best you can within it. Yeah, and what I found, there's some people who think that they freed him and some people think they escaped, so we don't even know. Maybe Maybe they escaped with complicity. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't a deathbed freeing if it was. Yeah, yeah. Not deathbed manumission. But even after he was freed, as we know, he was still sadly blighted with racism. Yes. And he couldn't enter a seminary in the United States because of you know, simply racism. Well, he had problems before that. Sure. When he was freed or escaped to freedom, him and his, you know, any relatives of his that were old enough to do so worked mm-hmm. um, building cigars. Mm. Now, there was a local priest named Peter McGure who went and let him go to school during the winter when they weren't making cigars at the local, you know, Catholic school, mm-hmm. which still had a lot of, you know, fighting and arguing for him just to go to, you know, this was like, you know, elementary, junior high level school. Sure. So then, you know, after going to school and in getting, you know, a, a Catholic education, he felt the call to be a priest. Mm-hmm. And every single seminary in America said no. Well, Bye. It, it doesn't excuse it. It doesn't make it all right. But even now, uh, we I'm sure any one of us could go and name um, some Catholic who thinks that something that is being taught uh, dogmatically, or at least doctrinally by the church, and, and is a matter of something that they have to actually assent to, 
uh, as be- takes it as being a matter of um, prudential I judgment. I don't really have to believe what the church says. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. not yeah. a dogmatic yeah. teaching. And, and America had this really weird thing that all the Catholics, for the most part, lived up north. And so, although, you know, they weren't great at not being racist, they at least didn't espouse slavery for the most part. But a lot of our schools were down south because, again, Louisiana and, and, mm-hmm. and Florida and stuff were mm-hmm. originally French and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And a lot, you know, you know, outreach. Like, I was horribly disappointed with, A, reading Gone with the Wind and going, this is so boring, and B, finding out that they were all supposed to be Catholics. Well, O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, he went to, but, you know, obviously he became a priest, so he did go to seminary yep. in Roma. Where he also got to learn Italian and Latin and mm-hmm. Greek. Which mm-hmm. I have to say, honestly, though, if, you, if you're given a, he wasn't given a choice. But if you were given a choice between going to seminary in Roma or here in America... Roma. Take the Roman vacation. Not, not Take the only, Roman holiday. <laughs> yeah, the Roman holiday. Not only that, but almost as if, you know, God was making up for all the, the racism that he had to experience in his life. Guess what his first mass was? Mm. Right, let's see if we're going to make up for all the things that's happened to him. Um, it will happen. <laughs> Easter? No, it can't be Easter. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. His first mass was Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. In St. Peter's Basilica. All right. So, and, and he was ordained in the Lateran. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff for good Father Gus. So, he's ordained, he comes back to America, and lives happily ever after. No, no. For starters, he assumed, I, I, I'm, you know, of African origin. They're going to send me to the mission field in Africa. Like, he studied, he, you know, trying to learn he, African languages and culture. He wanted <laughs> to go on the missions. And instead they said, you're yep, going home. No. Ah, oh, crap. I hate it there. Everyone's mean you sure, to me. You sure you want me to go back there? That Have, you, have you been to that place? That place jerks. sucks. They're jerks. <laughs> yes. So he, he started, you know, the parish he was assigned to. Mm-hmm. He made it a parish where it was not exclusively black, which upset people. Like, the area he was in was a lot of German Catholics, so mm-hmm. they were upset that, you know, it was, you the, know, this was the high not t- segregated. This was the high point of ethnic parishes. Yes, yes. This was the time when every, you know, the, the German parish was on the corner from the Polish parish, because they couldn't even be the same parish. Mm-hmm. And, and within sight of the Hungarian parish, but they wouldn't have anything to do with each other. Well, you know, the Hungarian parish was Eastern Rite back then, so it didn't matter. <laughs> but not only did it upset the, those Catholics, but then all of the African Americans who were Protestant, because the mm-hmm. majority of African Americans mm-hmm. historically were, were then upset and, because and he was poaching their people. Yep, yep. So poor, poor Father Gus could not win. No, no matter what he was doing, <laughs> no. just trying to serve the Lord and bring people to Jesus, he was upsetting someone. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, fundamental to the fundraising for um, Saint Monica, which is known as the National Parish Church for Black Catholics. Yes, it also um, it was also partially funded by Saint um, Catherine Drexel too. Who, nice, who did many good works, especially to serve the black and Indian communities. Yeah, because again, she saw a problem in the church and said, "Hey, someone should do something." And they were like, "You're someone." <laughs> I think she went to the Pope and said, "You should send missionaries to these people." And she said, "You, you should go." <laughs> Which is really hard to get you, out of the Pope says. <laughs> you should, send... Your funny, Holiness. Funny you should mention it. Your Holiness. <laughs> You should send people to go help these people. You're absolutely right. I have good news. But You're already going that way, right? You're already heading that way, right? I'm going to send you. No, no, you don't understand. I, I'm not a missionary. You are now. You are now. Can you, can, you, can you give me some time to pray about this? The Holy Father has already prayed about this. <laughs> 
Let me know how it goes. (laughs) Write to us. (laughs) Send us postcards. Anyway. We were talking so, about, as so, he was known, Good Father Gus. <laughs> Good Father Gus. Good Father Gus was known as a particularly eloquent preacher and for having a beautiful singing voice. Oh, excellent. Yeah. This, this was just a great priest. Mm-hmm. You know, a man who spent his whole life for others. And so he died at the relatively young age of, like, 43. Yes, yes. Just he, exhausted. He, he, he was already sick and there was a heat wave going on, which pre- AC did not help, and you know yeah. it was right on the water. You know it was going to be humid yeah, and everything, I, I, so it probably made it worse. Living in Michigan, <laughs> I know what a uh, AC-free hot summer in Chicago must feel like. Oh, especially when you're wearing a cassock. Yeah, and not feeling good on top of that. Mm. I had pneumonia in the summer once. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that was awful. It was terrible. So yeah. he passed away on July 9th in 1897, and at his funeral there were a hundred priests in attendance. So although he had to fight. To get an education, to become a priest, to go and have a parish. Throughout his ministry. But by, by the time he, he had, you know, fought all those fights with, you know, grace and love and respect, you know. Uh, 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 unlike St. Moses the Black, we have no stories of him just punching out people. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. No. That, was a, that was an earlier time. Yes. You know, St. Nicholas, St. Moses the Black. Now we frown upon that. Apparently 300s was a very good time to go and punch heretics and whatnot. <laughs> Maybe we could use some more heretic punching today. There is a fact. I won't can... say that we couldn't. <laughs> we punch with love now. That's right. <laughs> and so he has been declared venerable. And you know, even though it's it's just a private devotion, the diocese has circulated a prayer from the Archdiocese of Chicago that we can all use in our homes, urging one and all to pray for the intercession of Venerable Augustus. So that he can one day be Blessed Augustus and then Saint Augustus. Although I, I like calling him Gus better. It's, sure. It's, it's much... Saint Gus. Yeah. Saint Gus. <laughs> right Saint Gus. Venerable, right now he's Venerable Gus, but one day. Venerable Gus, pray for us. <laughs> that just, is fun to say. I'm just saying, so Augustus is very... You expect him to be mm. in the 300 ages, but you know, he, he, he's an American named Gus. He's just a guy. I, he's just a guy. I, I, can, I can get along with who, that. Who wouldn't want to have a beer with a priest named Gus? I, I, I'll have a beer with a priest named Gus. Although, it should be noted, Nate will have a beer with pretty much anybody. That, that's, that's, that's fair. I mean, it's good Christian charity, You're a though. friendly guy! I'm a friendly guy. You like beer! Exactly. I think the, the National Give Your Priest a Beer Day is months away, so... I'm confident that if you want to buy your priest a beer, he's not going to say, No, no, wait till September. <laughs> well, right now he might be like, the restaurants are closed. <laughs> No, no, no. Things are gradually, things are slowly reopening. Thank you for listening to the Popish Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please rate and review us as that will help more people to find the podcast and to join in on the fun. You can contact us at thepopishplot at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitters at thepopishplot. Or you can search for Popish Plot on Facebook. Please rate, review, and we really do enjoy hearing from you. So get in touch. And until next time, as always, remember to live your faith. Love your faith. And share that love. love.